0: Welcome back to Actually at Capacity. I have a very interesting guest today. It's Katya Kazvek, who is a bilingual Russian and English writer, translator, and editor. And they recently co-wrote a very fascinating piece, which I'll link in the description. And it dispels some of the sort of Western romanticization of the current of a Russian opposition fiction. Figure Alexei Navalny who has been really big in the news recently I actually hadn't really heard of him at all until the whole poisoning event happened and I'm not I'm sure a lot of other people haven't either so I kind of wanted to start off by uh, maybe getting you to explain who exactly is Alexei Navalny and why are people talking about him?
1: Uh, I think it's actually uh, pretty interesting that uh, a lot of people have not heard of him um, I mean especially people outside of uh, Russia uh, before the poisoning because uh, it just uh, uh, makes me think more about the fact that uh, the poisoning and the subsequent events uh, have all been very um, instrumental to raising his profile both at home and abroad because even in Russia as well he's Uh, Profile has grown uh, since uh, the events. Um, But basically, uh, Alexei Navalny is um, a figure of uh, the Russian opposition for sure, but uh, he's um, best known as uh, an investigative journalist uh, who has been uh, making uh, those YouTube videos um, uh, for his anti-corruption foundation. That has uh, the the kind of the same format where he just uh, goes uh, investigating um, personal uh, business dealings or shady assets that may belong to people in Putin's government or uh, connected structures like some. people who are not supposed to have like all this real estate or yachts or uh, uh, shady businesses so um and uh, people have also been saying that s- some of those uh, videos are um actually uh business hits or like political hits uh that uh, some factions fighting within the russian government are ordering or like within the russian business but uh either way they're uh, really uh, interesting um videos that are um, offering people um, in Russia uh, like the kind of oh, in into the lives of uh, the immensely corrupt uh, government and uh, the way that uh, how differently people are living uh, from everyone else in the country. But um, apart from that and uh, actually uh, I don't think that uh, Navalny is being presented um, as much of as that uh, he's presented in the west especially and because this narrative will not go um as smoothly in russia because people know who he is so uh, more than uh, more so than uh, in the west but basically he's presented as a political Figure and kind of the only um, alternative that uh, Russia has to Putin, which is uh, quite far from the truth, Uh, even though he does have uh, some political baggage uh, and uh, not all of it is um, entirely savory uh, to, uh, but by any standards basically, uh, not just um, American, but Russian as well. Um, So uh, he uh, had started out as um, a liberal politician in uh, the pro-Western, pro-free market oriented um, party, Yabloka, Um, and uh, he was there for a while. It was basically the uh, first half of the uh, 21st century. Uh, Then um, he was kicked out of that party and uh, there's a lot of um, evidence uh, linked to that. Basically, he was too nationalistic because at that time he started um, attending those nationalist rallies uh, that um, different factions of the Russian right have, uh, which are called, and uh, not even right, but like also the NADS balls would participate, they're called the Russian marches, um, and they're uh, basically a yearly event where well, all of them come with the, their different agendas, uh, some uh, salute Hitler, some uh, do something else, but basically it's uh, like a national rally. nothing to add here. Um, and he, so that's where he, he used to go there because he felt that uh, basically just being a liberal politician was not something that was offering him um, a lot of leeway. And uh, he was right in that sense, because uh, nationalism, uh, especially um, in the last 20 years has been a way to garner support, uh, political um, capital in uh, Russia because uh, when the economy is not doing so well, like what else can you offer? And uh, Putin, for instance, is also using the same kind of thing. Uh, So, and uh, Navalny uh, embraced this uh, with um, his uh, whole um, being, and he actually was also reportedly uh, very, um, uh, like, acted uh, really racist to some of the colleagues in the party. So, and uh, people, for instance, like, one of the uh, his biggest critics from that time was um, this woman who's uh, an elderly Jewish uh, liberal politician who has uh, been uh, v- he was very offended by uh, what he, when he was uh, calling an Azeri, uh woman um, by a slur or uh, doing a, like going on a rhetoric that was against migrants and uh, people from ex-Soviet republics, uh, which are basically the, Uh, specific minority, uh, like a a lot of minorities, but generally like they're the people who get the brunt of uh, racism and uh, uh, hate in uh, Russia. Um, And uh, after being uh, kicked out from um, Yabloko, he organized his uh, own movement, uh, which was called Narod, uh, the people. And he, uh, for instance, recorded those videos, which still are online and uh, everyone can see them, uh, where he compares migrants uh, from say Central Asian republics uh, like uh, Uzbekistan, uh, Tajikistan, uh, to uh, flies and cockroaches and uh, tells people that uh, they need to hit them with um, of uh, fly, fly waters or shoes. And if the, those uh, things fail, then uh, resort to guns. And he's also labeled as a certified nationalist in those videos. And they still exist online. Uh, people have been trying to suppress, uh, like his supporters, and especially people who are working with him have been trying to suppress this. But um, you can still see one of those videos on his um, official YouTube channel. And um, Basically, he uh, was asked about this videos um, in the recent interviews, and he refuses to say that there's something wrong with them. He has called them uh, in an interview with Guardian uh, Artistic License. And um, he also said that he has uh, not uh, changed his political views um, since uh, the beginning of his career. And he's uh, happy that he is able to bridge divides um, between uh, liberals and, uh, nationalists, although I'm not exactly sure if that's something that he's doing. Uh, but um, uh, so basically he, uh, after uh, his stint with uh, nationalism, he decided that uh, this was also not exactly working. Um, so he needed to, uh, to redefine himself further. So now he has, um, he's basically using uh, this um, idea of um, I- investigating corruption as uh, his vehicle and um, I guess the idea is that he wants to show people in Russia that uh, they uh, live so badly while uh, the people in the government and uh, affiliated oligarchs are uh, being uh, le- leading uh, lavish lifestyles and everything is going great for them. Um, and of course, uh, that uh, is definitely working, but I'm not exactly sure that it's working in his um Uh, to his benefit because uh, in a sense uh, right now is his uh, political aspirations go and as they were um, when he ran for Moscow mayor in 2013 and uh, when he wanted to run for president in 2018 uh, but wasn't allowed because he has um, two uh, convictions for fraud uh, during his time uh, pre-politically as a lawyer at two companies in Russia. And uh, that's also the reason why after the poisoning, he was um, immediately detained and uh, for breaking his uh, parole. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now he's, um, so yeah, his uh, political aspirations throughout those uh, two things and uh, up to this point uh, have been uh, becoming more populist uh, because uh, especially seeing uh, the popularity of Bernie in the US, he decided that uh, he needs to actually like offer the people something. Um, more. So he's advocating for raising wages and um, raising pensions, which are a big thing right now in Russia, uh, since um, Putin has been rolling out a uh, reform of uh, the pensions, um, which has uh, seen um, uh, the retirement age uh, rise by five years for almost every single uh, person living in Russia. Uh, So he. he But at the same time, while offering those um, populist measures, uh, he is also very staunchly, and this is something that has the state consistent, he is very staunchly pro privatizations, he is very staunchly pro um, free markets, he is uh, absolutely a neoliberal politician in that and uh, besides also backed by some of the oligarchs um, and bankers who grew rich um, in the post-soviet era and basically like the ones who did not stay with uh, Putin and splintered away or were um, went into exile they are now uh, organizing behind uh, Navalny especially with um, Khodorkovsky who uh, since uh, being released from prison where he was doing um a sentence for um uh, his uh the company town in which his uh, company yucas was um operating for uh the murder of the mayor and uh, a lot of shady dealings um so those people are have amalgamated behind uh navalni along with uh of course a lot of supporters from the west uh including um like it's been uh, alleged widely that he has uh, some uh, dealings with um, the, some uh, Amer- uh, people from the American embassy, as well as people who had been uh, identified as uh, MI6 agents. Uh, but even on uh, less uh, conspiratory side, he also was um, a fellow at the Yale uh, World Fellowship Program earlier in uh, 2010, I think. And uh, no, wait, I think earlier. Well, anyway, um, he was um, at one point and uh, so was his chief of staff. So, and uh, he's also received some um, a National Endowment for Democracy funding. He's also uh, like, there are a lot of connections uh, that he has that are similar to, for instance, people who participated in Maidan. So, right now, with the um, mm, uh, poisoning uh, that uh, happened. Uh, uh, last year, and then um, there was this like this whole scene uh, with him uh, being treated. Uh, uh, everyone uh, complaining that he wasn't treated enough in Russia. Then he was transferred to Germany. Now he returned, um, and upon return, uh, taking into custody, and is now um, has now been sentenced. Uh, to uh, this has been um, a big. Um, Uh, Amalgamation of attention towards him, uh, even though it doesn't seem that something has changed significantly in the way he appeals to the audience Um, and uh, according to the polls, uh, his recognition has grown um, within Russia and that's uh, polls that are not uh, government related so. I mean, even uh, by liberal standards, they are supposed to be um, good uh, enough to trust. Uh, And um, his uh, recognition has grown, but distrust in him has grown alongside trust with him. So it's basically he's just like people are more aware, but uh, he doesn't have that many followers. And um, uh, recently, uh, like he's because of the incarceration thing and uh, the sentencing his supporters have been calling uh, people to protest. And uh, this is um, a very opportune time uh, to do this uh, because there are a lot of uh, people who are fed up uh, with uh, the economic policies with many things that are happening in Russia. However, um, there has been a big uh, divide between people who actually want to go protest and who want to support him because he's not that popular. He's seen as uh, just another um, neoliberal um. A ruler who is uh, basically gonna do the same thing as uh, Putin, only for the other set of people, but with no not many difference. But also, who might bring uh, something that's uh, similar to the post-Soviet times under Yeltsin. When um, there was a lot of uh, poverty, there was, uh, the privatisations were going on, and uh, basically a lot of surplus death, and uh, no one wants that. And so, and sees uh, even though they are unhappy with the Putin's government, they see his uh, term as uh, the times when things actually got better. So, like the better side of the bargain. Uh, yeah so that's uh, pretty much like the the Navalny in a nutshell.
0: The rundown yeah well it was it was interesting because so like a lot of people um, sort of he started to know who he was when the poisoning thing happened Mm -hmm. and there's kind of um, a little bit of confusion I guess at least on my part and maybe on some others is that like you know when I learned about who he was it like showed that he wasn't really polling at a rate that was very challenging to Putin. So I was Mm -hmm. thinking, you know, why would Putin poison him? So I'm curious for your thoughts on that. Who do you, do you think that it was actually the government or do you think there was something else at play?
1: Well, I think that uh, it's um, actually like a really weird uh, narrative uh, from all sides, like uh, because, uh, and basically of course it's uh, not the first time that uh, someone um, and, or like the Russian Special Forces are um, accused of uh, poisoning someone with uh, Novichok because it was also um, a big deal when uh, things uh, unwrapped in um, the UK with uh, the poisoning of um, Sergei Skripal and his daughter and then uh, the two people who came in contact uh, with um, the uh, container uh, of uh, the nerve agent uh, at least this uh, the story goes, and one of them died. Um, but all, all of this is um, a really interesting uh, example of how uh, there are those nefarious, um, in, there's this nefarious intent to like uh, kill off uh, people, but at the same time, it's done very uh, badly. Like the poison uh, should kill everyone, like the nerf agent, but uh, doesn't really, apart from like an innocent bystander who just wasn't even supposed to die. And then uh, like, it's just, um, I think it's uh, not uh, far from um, imagination to to think that uh, someone who isn't. Um who is a threat to the Russian government would be oft, uh, which I think is, like, applies to most of uh, the capitalist governments anyway. But uh, at the same time, he isn't uh, that much of a threat. And uh, basically the poisoning is uh, has been in, in all ways oppor- an opportunity for uh, the growth and everything. So that raises a suspicion. Um, and uh, at the same time also, um, the uh, involvement of germany the involvement of all those people uh, who are backing him uh and this uh, barrage um of western um uh uh, pundits and media all uh, backing him alongside the recently um, unwrapping events in uh, Belarus, which have also not ended, uh, where they, they pretty much had the same, but like with a slightly less bombast because um, the Tikhanovskaya, for instance, the woman who is um, uh, the supposed leader of the opposition and wants to become president uh, is uh, the wife of um, a man who is incarcerated similarly to navalny They just don't have the poisoning in this uh, one. Uh, so I think it's all uh basically a um either way, like if we're whatever uh party we trust, it's uh just uh seems to be a smokescreen that tries to conceal the actual issues that are uh, happening which are, the fact that um, in things are not uh, going well in Russia, just the same way as uh, everywhere else in the capitalist countries, and uh, the people are struggling, and uh, something needs to be done, and uh, definitely not by uh, uh, Navalny and uh, Putin doesn't seem to be very uh, willing. Uh, so by somebody else, but um, this um, the way the narrative is structured around Navalny, and he's centered and. Uh, Now he's like this. um, They want him to present him as this great martyr who almost died, but uh, now he's in prison. So and um, everything is uh, like so uh, dramatic around him. Uh, It just uh, takes away uh, all the um, uh, real estate and the press and in the imagination from the actual struggle uh, which is happening and where people are actually going out to protest the things that they really care about, like uh, the, uh, the fact that men will now have to retire just two, two years before they, uh, in general, they will die because the, the uh, death rate, uh, the, the death age in Russia is almost the same now as uh, the retirement age for men, for women at least there's a gap, but for men it's uh, like very tight. So from things like that, from the bad handling of COVID from, to the uh, economic uh, uh, conditions uh, across the country, to the fact that the regions are suffering, like we don't hear about any of that. We only hear about uh, the fact that um, Putin is uh, keeping his uh, political opponents uh, at bay. And he is, uh, only there are way more of them. And uh, those who are actually, um, trying to do something, for instance, uh, work within the communist party in Russia to change things. uh, And uh, some of them are now under detention or have uh, some kind of um, investigations ongoing into them. Uh, But no, it's uh, presented as if everyone in Russia cares deeply about Navalny, which is not the case. And uh, even like people who, apart from his particular supporters who are uh, like a pretty small, amount of liberals, uh, the people who are uh, actually uh, even supporting him are just uh, making a compromise and uh, think this is uh, something that uh, they have to do in order to reach uh, results. But even they are not as numerous because uh, the majority of people have tried to do the same thing in um, a previous wave of protests, which was uh, in the 2010s um, and pretty much uh, in the um, aftermath on around the time of uh, the Arab Spring, and uh, they were uh, not successful and only showed, for instance, the communists, how much of a divide there exists between the, what the liberals are pursuing and there. So um, basically that's, uh, now we're, and uh, we have this narrative here, which doesn't really uh, say anything, but only like uh, diverges attention from what's, what needs attention.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, one of the things that I notice a lot um, covering, uh, I I mean, I I don't know too much about Russia, but I've done a lot of work on Middle East politics, is there's kind Mm -hmm. of this desire of, like, people here to find this sort of, like, dissent martyr um, Mm -hmm. from countries that they don't like, and Mm -hmm. to kind of uphold them as this sort of sacrificial like Jesus figure Mm -hmm. Um, and that seems to be what's happening here I mean I've been seeing uh, liberal people um, be tweeting even like maybe like leftists in in the US Mm -hmm. like tweeting stuff that are like you know comparing him to Mandela Mm -hmm. or, or whatever and and it's kind of like okay well what is the fight actually for um it, it's a bit confusing, but to me, I, I, I guess the one barrier I just can't really get over is like, again, why would Putin do this, and why, mm-hmm. like, why would he do it so ineffectively? Like, mm-hmm. why use poison, for instance, mm-hmm. that wouldn't, wouldn't like, be guaranteed to get the job done? It just seems a little mm-hmm. bit sloppy
1: no absolutely and uh i think that uh it, first of all i don't see the necessity because uh it it's actually interesting how um recently when i started writing um about his uh, nationalism because i saw that uh, not many people were paying attention to that uh that uh, a lot of uh, Russian nationalists, um, like they would uh, retweet my thread and say, oh, wow, um, she's writing about Navalny as if he's something good. Like, oh, I wish we still had this guy Uh, because he apparently has become uh, like more liberal to them. And uh, essentially he's also not um, liberal enough for the liberals though, because uh, he supports uh, Crimea, which is, um, uh, which which is understandable because uh, uh, even uh, liberal politicians in Russia, uh, if they don't want to be completely separated from the um, general uh, perception of the people, they will support Crimea because this is uh, basically it's kind of like I don't know starting to say that like Alaska shouldn't uh, be part of the U S anymore. Right. So um, and uh, so he does that, but like liberals are very unhappy even though he. I uh, I think they're happy with his stance on Ukraine, Uh, but um, he's also pro-gun, which uh, as like I've told earlier about the video where he was offering to shoot migrants with uh, guns, but he's also like in general, very pro-gun. And so, and that's also like a big no-no for Russian liberals, of course, as like liberals everywhere probably. Um, And um, so he's not popular with those. He's not popular with the others. He's not popular with just like run of the mill people according to polls, because they, uh, don't trust him and uh, they don't see uh, like him as a, as, as someone who can bring something uh, particularly functional to them so and uh, a lot of the people do believe that um he is uh, an agent of like nato or whatever uh which uh, they have basis for but also is the narrative that um of course putin's uh, uh propaganda also uh, propagates uh, so it's kind of like the um basically the uh common sense and uh the propaganda in Russia have kind of like been colliding a lot in terms of that. So it's, uh, and that's why for instance, like when you're uh, saying something against uh, Navalny, you're being accused of uh, like uh, being a shell for the Russian regime. But of course that's uh, something that uh, like uh, happens all the time with like any anti-imperialist position. Now like you get accused of like uh, shilling for Assad or uh, uh, Saddam Hussein, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: sure no yeah. uh,
1: perfectly yeah but so it's uh it's it's just uh, the poisoning thing doesn't uh, really make sense uh but it's just uh so convenient and especially there was um another um murder a, a few years back uh of another opposition figure but he was actually like a much more prominent one mm-hmm. i think because he was uh, part of the yeltsin government and he was um part of like the economic reforms that they were making uh, and he was killed, but uh, I think it was uh, linked to some of his shady business dealings um, and uh, basically, the, but this is also like uh, presented as this um, in part of that so that they're singling out everyone uh, when in, in fact, uh, for instance, uh, you have um, the uh, like the um, so the Communist Party in Russia is uh, it's in the Duma. It's reactionary. There are a lot of uh, like really weird people in there, but uh, it still is a Communist Party, which is something that uh, you cannot uh, have in the U.S. Uh, right. Sitting in Congress, this is way more. It's um, it sh- has like uh, more than ten percent of approval, which is like uh, three times less than Putin's party, but still a lot. In terms, in comparison to what happens in the West, Um, and you also have uh, like uh, French movements that are connected to it on the left, and people from those movements have been um, incarcerated. Um, They have been uh, have been contained under um, house detention or like put uh, put in prisons or something, uh, and have like a a lot of uh, different. things like uh, uh, criminal uh, charges against them, but at the same time, uh, they're not being uh, offed, even though they share a um, bigger popularity. Uh, so it's uh, just um, doesn't really add up, but definitely seems like a very convenient uh, narrative for the uh for the pro, uh, um, amalgamation of all this uh, protest sentiment into something that's opportune for the West. But uh, I feel like that's still uh, like the divide between what the West uh, sees and wants uh, and what uh, people in Russia actually want. It's so uh, huge that um, I don't think they're gonna achieve anything like, uh, except for just uh, a lot of uh, hysteria in the media and among the pundits.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think since the, like, since 2016, when the whole Russia gate mm-hmm. thing t- like took off, mm-hmm. all of this reporting on Russia just seemed less and less credible to me from mm-hmm. from like where I'm standing because it just there's a lot of hysteria um, and a lot of like very ideologically driven agendas. And so now like there's this idea, okay, this guy's like a prisoner uh, like of a, a conscience or something like mm-hmm. that. You were saying that the charges against him are fraud um is that Uh, current no
1: i wasn't saying that it's what he alleges actually yeah okay so Uh, what
0: what is he on trial like what is the current charges against him
1: so uh, basically, he was, um, before he was um, a politician, he was a lawyer, and he worked for those two companies. Uh, one uh, is called Kirovlias. It's a timber company that's Russian. Mm-hmm. Another one was um, a part of a French company that's called Yves Rocher, and it's um, a cosmetics company, and they have uh, basically, like, I, I think, a East it's called either East and I think it's um, deals in Russia or outside of Russia as well, but basically, so he was um, charged on uh, two accounts uh, separately for for uh, defrauding those companies mm-hmm. as, a, as their lawyer. And uh, there's um, basically, um, he says that they are frame ups. Uh, so does uh, the European court for human rights, um, but uh, obviously like uh, it, depends on whether you view the European Court of Human Rights as the um, arbiter of uh, truth or not. Uh, so there's that. But uh, even uh, given that uh, by Russian legislation, he is uh, guilty of those charges. He has convictions, which is why he can't run for president. And, uh, he, um, and he was arrested uh, for um, not showing up to his parole hearings while he was in a coma in Germany. So, which is, uh, of course, uh, like, I'm not saying that this is, uh, that makes sense, but at the same time, like, you can't really say that uh, uh, it's uh, that way out of uh, the box to uh, have something like that happening. So, um, yeah, and uh, basically he's um, also being, uh, I think it's it's less, way less significant, but he's also being uh, sentenced Um, I think it's still going on, I'm I'm not sure I haven't uh, caught up on that, but he was in this uh, weird um, affair where he is accused of uh, making fun of a World War II veteran for whom appeared in this um, video, uh, which is um, Uh, It was a promotional video uh, to ask people to come and vote in the referendum for the amendments to the Constitution, which um, Putin implemented uh, and people voted for them and they were accepted, which basically extends his rule uh, indefinitely. And um, well, he can get reelected over and over again and um, also included some um like a, a quite oppressive stuff for uh social issues uh, for instance like for queer people etc but um so and uh this um 95 year old uh veteran he appeared in this video and um uh, navalny said that he was um uh basically uh I'm wondering how to translate those words, but basically that he's uh just uh, sub- being subservient to the regime and he's uh, like, uh, he, he said some like uh, things that are not uh, nice about him. Basically. Right. And now he is being uh, sued for like, of course it's um, like, it doesn't really hold any merit for, to be sued for like um, offending someone's feelings or something like that. But uh, at the same time, um, of course uh, Putin's government is using the world war ii and the heritage is a kind of way to garner support because like again like with nationalism if you're not doing anything that well uh, economically people are going to get unhappy so you have to unite them under the banner of uh, we um are a great nation we want um defeated the Nazis, which is true, but also uh, Putin has nothing to do with it. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, and uh, and but now and in the court, uh, there was like um, all the reporting from court and Navalny was uh, using this also as like his kind of PR thing. And now uh, all of his supporters are fig- trying to figure out if the veteran was real or fake, he was real, but uh, now they're like uh, trying to mm, investigate him and so on. And, uh, Navalny was calling like the uh, judges whores and stuff like that. It's like, it's all like very bizarre. Uh, And this uh, sentence, like even if he does get sentenced to anything, it's not gonna be significant uh, as opposed to like the fraud stuff. Mm -hmm. But I think it's also like uh, something um, that um, they're both sides are using for uh, propaganda purposes because uh, like, um, and unlike uh, the, um, poisoning thing I can actually see the uh the merit to both uh and I think it's working better to Putin's advantage because he's being presented as kind of like a person who doesn't respect the veterans. He doesn't right. uh, uh, like, he, he doesn't care about anything in the world and at this, but um, Navalny is trying to present how he's like fighting against the regime because his um, uh, speeches in the court are also like against the regime and uh, how uh, he's uh, suffering. And then he's doing like those things as, um like it's in the other sentencing, he drew like a heart for his wife, yeah, uh, which that. is something that um, also, the um, you know, one of the women from Belarus also did something like that. So it's uh, kind of like, they're kind of doing the same uh, scenario, but um, this is all for to present uh, like this wholesome picture of this uh, great uh, Mandela-like guy, only this one is uh, actually not, uh, against apartheid, but pro it because uh, one of the things that Navalny is also um, known for is that he's advocating for separating um, the, like what he calls a stop feeding Caucasus. So basically like this, uh, uh, the the republics in the south uh, of Russia like Chechnya, Dagestan, um, he thinks that they're a drain on the Russian economy and basically are taking away everything from the uh, central, um, like from Russian uh, regions and uh, where like the good old Russian Slavic people live, even though that's completely not true. And Russia is a diverse multi-ethnic country, even not uh, considering the many people from the republics uh, that used to be in the USSR or still are, but uh, just in general, it's diverse. Uh, But yeah, and so another thing that he's also known is for, uh, he's uh, he wants to introduce a visa regime between um, Russia and, uh, for instance, uh, Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, like where the majority of um, migrants, labor migrants, are coming. Uh, not anymore, actually. I think it's changed recently because um, the because of the economic situation. So it has stopped being. Um, uh, beneficial to them. So they like are not coming anymore as much, but he wanted to introduce a visa regime. And uh, when asked about this, uh, actually he was like, Oh, yeah, I want this to happen, but, um, not f- for instance, for the Tajiks and the Uzbeks, but I don't want the same to happen to Germans because Germans have a nice country and those people don't. So they have more incentive to like, uh, stay here and leech of our resources. So, um, that's, uh, kind of, uh, the stuff that, uh, he is, um, uh, been into and uh, also why uh, something that never gets mentioned in the when they're trying to present him as this uh, Mandela like figure, uh, who also like makes me think that, for instance, like with Mandela, they like the American uh, like uh, CIA were literally having people go there and try to dissuade him from fighting further, mm-hmm. and uh, like here instead, they're like. Uh, egging him on so that's kind of like what we're stuck with
0: yeah yeah I I I almost wonder like if some of these things are like sometimes I have a hard time discerning whether something's like bad faith or if like it's naive like people being naive because like there's a lot of things that live like liberals in the U.S. or Canada have criticized people like Trump for when Mm -hmm like it seems like someone like Navalny like he's exhibiting a lot of very Trumpish behaviors Mm -hmm. in a lot of way or like you know when you said oh he's calling the judges whores or whatever I was like that Mm -hmm. sounds like a Trump tweet or like exactly yeah the Mm -hmm. the comments about you know about Muslims or about um Mm -hmm. other ethnic groups and Mm -hmm. so I I guess like if you were to distill it to um cuz i know like there's among like anti-imperialists like where we we kind of like have this analysis where we're like okay well this is like US state department or whatever and like mm-hmm. or nato and it's like in bad faith or whatever mm-hmm. but what do you think is getting people to sort of support Naval on so, the inside like all around the world in such large mm-hmm. numbers
1: I think they just uh, like um, a a story where there's a martyr and uh, that's uh, why sometimes uh, like if you it's just kind of like the uh, some people are like attracted to pop stars or like film stars and some people are just like uh, really willing to go along with the story where someone is persecuted and someone is like uh, presented as uh, like this brave fighter against something uh, bad, and uh, like with all the attention that has been drawn uh, to Putin in the, like the Russia Gate, and uh, basically with the, every single problem that exists in the West just being uh, having a source in Russia um, by this narrative, uh, just uh, he comes as a kind of a savior from like basically if uh, Navalny comes. Um, to power then uh russia and the west will become uh friends again and uh, this is actually something that's why russian people don't like him too because they don't want to, like they have seen enough of uh, from the west not to trust uh the west mm-hmm. so they are like you know thank you but uh yeah and so i think that uh when you present him like that it's uh, kind of the same as when people are like r- rooting for uh uh, like the uh, underdog uh, whether it's i don't know like malala or uh on or uh anyone else uh, like or mandela or gandhi or like any kind of figure uh it doesn't really matter to them what's actually there so they just kind of like if that's uh, um if we're being told that this is uh the guy we need to get rid of putin uh that's um then he's our guy and this is also very dangerous in the sense that um it, it frames the narrative as if uh, if we get rid of Putin then um, everything is going to be all right well definitely it will be for like uh, Western imperialists because uh, they will not have uh, to get into those proxy wars and they will not have to get uh, to have uh, someone countering the NATO expansion further. Um, so, but for the people in, uh, well, I think people in the world in, in general are not affected by Putin's rule uh, at all, but like people within Russia, they will, uh, like their problem is not solely with Putin, because before Putin there was Yeltsin, there are also other factors at play uh, that are, are basically robbing them of their livelihoods that had been uh, sustained at least to some level uh, during uh, the Soviet Union. Uh, so uh, if uh, Putin goes there's going to be another one and he's going to have his own oligarchs and they're going to be doing the same thing over and over again. So the uh, essentially like vilifying uh, Putin and just as much as, uh, for instance, vilifying Trump in the American sense and uh, presenting him as the only, as uh, like an aberration rather than just another uh, step of the system, uh, it just um, takes away attention from uh, the dangers of capitalism. And um, that's uh, how uh, I think it's also very um, opportune for the uh, Western imperialism and, like, basically, like big tech and everything, uh, which is also. I think um, trying to influence the narratives that go online about Navalny uh, for this sake, because uh, otherwise then people will start thinking that maybe uh, it's not just uh, like this binary between uh, bad Putin and good Navalny, but actually just like the people versus capitalism and in all of its uh, forms and uh, facets.
0: Yeah, it really gives me flashbacks to like Syria Um, Mm -hmm. and, the sort of online discourse that was going on in in that respect, Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I had not been a fan of the government um, as, uh, you know, a lot of people weren't, Mm -hmm. Um, but like the opposition ended up being not great either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But the problem is, is like, you know, if you speak out against the opposition, Uh, then it's like oh you're an apologist for the government Mm -hmm. Um, and it kind of like there's a sort of moral like some like moral blackmailing going Mm -hmm. on where like it's like you have to support this opposition figure Mm -hmm. that like we have crafted for you otherwise Mm -hmm. like you must love this government Mm -hmm. um and so it was just absurd and it made me like not want to comment on Syria anymore because you know you just get people like jumping down your throat all the time and I think you know similarly I mean I've like posted very little about Navalny because I don't know a lot but I reacted to Mm -hmm. the Muslim the video about Muslims Mm -hmm. being like oh maybe if he put a we would put an orange spray tan on him then Mm -hmm. like liberals wouldn't like him anymore Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and people got upset and like you know (laughs) you're carrying water for Putin whatever Mm -hmm. um but I think you know that's just like I think that's a really big rhetorical obstacle right now in international politics and I'm not sure if like it's again I don't know if it's all in bad faith or if like people just have these very genuine strong like uh orientation towards like oppositions as like Mm -hmm. these martyr figures you know
1: I'm often thinking about the same thing like for instance when um like uh, considering like uh Uyghurs or uh like uh things that are uh for instance like with uh Bolivia and um like people tend to embrace like those liberation narratives so Quickly, just because uh, they're something against the existing status quo, even though um, it's, uh, I think it's just much easier to exist within this binary where, like, you see that Uyghurs are good and, uh, uh, like, China is bad and, yeah. uh, like, uh, uh, Juan Guaido is uh, good and Maduro is bad and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, we're like, yeah, Assad and the opposition are the only two options or, like, the um, Putin and Navalny are the only two options. It's just, but uh, it's actually uh, like just uh, today I was um, sharing this uh, video where this um, uh, MP from Ireland uh, in the European Parliament, uh, Claire Daly, uh, she was um, speaking on the floor and she was actually um, blasting everyone about uh, the fact that um, they're supporting Navalny with, uh, without uh, giving thought to the fact that he's uh, like racist and uh, stuff. And uh, she says that like even though I, I will fight for the freedom of everyone if they're unjustly incarcerated, even uh, like someone I don't uh, uh, share po- political uh, views with. Uh, there are also Assange and there's also um, b- uh, the Spanish rapper P- Pablo, I keep forgetting his last name, but uh, who was just incarcerated for um, rapping against the royal family. There are so many other uh, political prisoners everywhere, but like no one is doing uh, anything about that. Uh, and no one is starting like this, uh, t- uh, asking for sanctions and uh, doing things like that. And uh, so basically this video that, um, This guy uh, who is a journalist, uh, he shared it online and uh, Twitter is basically suppressing it and putting it as like insensitive content and uh, some people can not see it as if like somebody who posted it is blogged by them even though they're not and uh, then I share it and I I know how many views most of my tweets get but like this one get or like likes, uh, but this one gets way fewer because people don't seem to see it so it's kind of like I'm pretty sure that like a lot of the people are thinking that like their um, their uh, online activism is going to heal the world if they just support Navalny and uh, Uyghurs yeah. and uh, like uh, the Syrian opposition and stuff. But um, also I feel like there's a very uh, powerful uh, concerted effort and especially because um, to basically uh, support this narrative. And I think because uh, in a in sense uh, like there's, uh, it's not like, They are separate issues because um, the issue with Russia is tied in uh, quite tightly to the issue with Syria. Uh, It's uh, like all of them are tied uh, with uh, the NATO expansion. And uh, for instance, um, the war in Artsakh, uh, Nagorno-Karabakh just recently uh, basically is uh, another thing where like Turkey and um, uh, Azerbaijan, uh, which are NATO friendly uh, were, Flashing with uh, Armenia, which uh, seems to side with Russia, and because there's also, for instance, Georgia that's also on the NATO, uh, like willing to be on the NATO side, and so you have uh, kind of like this whole chunk of uh, the space uh, to widen uh, the already existing uh, like um, NATO presence in the Middle East uh, further. So th- those things are all uh, like. Um, Uh, Connected. Uh, So uh, that's, I think, why um, basically, uh, of course, you have uh, so many people who are uh, doing this. in bad, uh, like in bad faith obviously because like a lot of them are journalists who are paid etc but uh oh, yeah. I think it, it's just uh, just kind of uh, like uh, every kind of ideology gets its uh, like uh, followers uh, so and uh, this is kind of like this cult like support of uh, uh, liberation fights it has been very successful and um, Uh, A lot of people think that uh, this is something that they can uh, do with their life and uh, just basically have the the good they will bring to the world by uh, signing online petitions and uh, being assholes to people who are like uh, they think are Assad or Putin apologists
0: yeah well it's crazy because it's very like it's almost like gaslighting because you say Mm -hmm. over and over again like i do not support this and people still label you with that Mm -hmm. um which is what had frustrated me a lot when i was like partaking in the in the syria discourse um Mm -hmm. and you know like i i just couldn't like i i was just blown away honestly by just Mm -hmm the the way that people are just very determined to ascribe that. Um and mm-hmm. similarly, I think there's a lot of hysteria around Russia right now. There mm-hmm. has been since 2016 with the whole Russia gate mm-hmm. thing, where like the amount of times people are accused of being a Russian agent for things, like I'm thinking how many Russian agents are there? Like allegedly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? Like I I don't know, it's just it's wild or like a Russian bot. Like that's the news. Mm-hmm um yeah the new thing is to be like oh this person's a russian bot like if they're exactly <laughs> if, if it's like you know if you criticize the democratic party you're a russian bot
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and i don't know it just is so absurd to me <laughs> like i don't know yes. if, but 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 yeah i thought like do you think that like Gate, then that whole ordeal has a role in this as mm-hmm. well and like sort of and why do you think that like anti-Russia sentiment has been ramping up so much in the last few years?
1: Yeah, I think definitely because um, I think that, it, it was a bit different um, like, well, obviously I'm uh, I was five when um, the Soviet Union collapsed so I like can't really remember like the, um, the politics uh, of the time like in terms of material history but still mm-hmm. uh, like as I uh, relearned it from uh, my current condition and uh, like look back um, I understand that uh w- at some point, like Russia was very friendly with uh, the West, uh, especially like um, during Yeltsin when he was installed uh, with a lot of help and like a lot of uh, financial support from the uh, the Clinton administration, uh, like, for instance, in the uh, fraudulent 1996 election and um, like they were biggest thieves, but um, it's uh, then things started uh, just basically collapsing because of uh, Yugoslavia, which was a big um thing, and also just uh when uh, NATO uh, took in the um, uh, former Soviet bloc countries like Czechoslovakia, or if it was already Czech-, Czech Republic and Slovakia, I'm not sure. But uh, anyway, uh, like um basically, this was something that they promised not to do and uh, did. And uh, this led to a crevice. And now, um, the way Putin identifies uh, himself, his government and the country under him is uh, like to be against the West. So um, that's, uh, but I- I'm not exactly sure if like he's st- it's his initiative because it seems like he was um like he wouldn't i think he like i remember even that he was making some steps to like he wanted to become friends with them but it just um that's like there's such a big uh split between what the west wants and what he wants that i i don't think they're uh, uh, able to reconcile and of course i'm uh, nowhere near the like those kind of um like uh anti-imperialists who are like oh well uh putin duterte or whatever are like support anyone against uh western imperialism like i think you can also like you, it's not a binary as well yeah, like, you can yeah. exist somewhere uh but uh at the same time still like sometimes uh when you look at the view from russia like it does make sense because in a sense when i uh, read some like uh, stuff from uh, like the um, uh ministry of foreign affairs in russia it's like not exactly that much different from things that i read like by uh western anti imperialists uh because it just like uh even though like there's uh, not much to be um uh, supporting within russia like it just turns out that it's kind of like taking the right position on some things yeah. and uh yeah so uh and basically, the right
0: position sometimes,
1: yeah absolutely know? like yeah. it doesn't mean that like uh putin is our god and savior or something but uh, <laughs> uh just just because it's just so shitty from the other side that it's uh like uh everything like in- you can in fact like probably even like, and with Duterte as well, like you can find some positions where he, he might be more right than the Western imperialists, which doesn't mean that he's not absolute shit for his own people, but um, so it it's just, uh, it, it's bizarre, but it's also, um, I think it's uh, like, there's, a, I think that probably it's also uh, not exactly as um, important in terms of like for the ordinary people, people like, uh, I mean, I don't think Russiagate does uh, have as much uh, merit to like ordinary Americans uh, as it does to like uh, people in the liberal circles, people who are uh, terminally online and like people who are in the media or like just the people who think about the stuff so much like we do. Um, but, um, I don't think that, um, the same applies to Russia. Like people just generally want to just like get through with their day and they don't care about like the evil, um, West, uh, like, uh, or this like CIA, um, mm-hmm. uh, looking into like how to, uh, ruin their thing. So I think this is just, um, is this, this is, uh, the, like this new cold war is like the, the one uh narrative that's very lucrative uh and uh, that's uh that employs a lot of people because like all of those uh it's basically like how um with the uh, uh, like right now um all the american channels are suffering uh, like a loss of viewership because they can't blast uh trump all the time right now and like <laughs> uh, apparently like yeah. they've regained normality so there there's oh, nothing to God. comment yeah. upon and so um but it's the same thing as like uh for instance like people who are the biggest Navalny supporters in Russia are also like those like liberal journalists who I don't know if they're going to have employment uh, uh, after he comes to power, which uh, I'm pretty sure will not happen, thankfully. But still, um, like uh, I even like uh, because I was um, actively participating in protests um, back in the 2010s. So I like have seen with my own eyes how people who are the, uh protesting there and like doing some media stuff uh how they build their careers as journalists and some of them didn't do that but now they have another uh chance of, at that and so they're trying to like hype on that as well so it's like um i think it's just uh basically it's uh, so it's opportune for the um political politicians it's opportune for the media it's uh, good for the like big tech because big tech uh, needs like this kind of support behind them so um, that's uh, like, that's it. And it also distracts everyone from the uh, narrative about capitalism and imperialism, which are pretty much the ones that we should be uh, focusing on. So um, yeah, I think that's why it's so, uh, but just in general, thankfully also, I think that like once you um, remove yourself from the bubble which I've noticed when I was talking a lot to like some uh, Russian um, uh, communists who are, Uh, on the ground right now because I'm uh, personally, I'm in uh, New York right now and I can't uh, go back uh, to Russia for uh, in the next few months at least. I hope I will be able to go back, but um, right now I can't. Uh, So they're uh, basically not concerned with this at all. They're just like, they're more concerned with the fact that uh, like, people are uh, unhappy and we need to do something about this. And like, whether there is the Western interference, there's always Western interference and they're kind of like, well, fuck them. Let's just um, stick to what we have to do because Uh, It doesn't matter what they want unless we let them, and we've already let them um, in the uh, 90s when uh, the Soviet Union was, uh, well, and previously, obviously, because uh, the dissolution of Soviet Union was uh, in preparation for a while and uh, uh, with saboteurs from within and without, uh, but, um, and also like some uh, systemic failures, uh, but um, it's just uh, like if, we don't uh, buy into this and just concentrate on our own organizing and building. That's the way forward. And I think this is like very sobering. So um, Mm -hmm. like you, because uh, I kept thinking about this, like, oh, everything is just like against us. But at the same time, like uh, let them uh, play uh, and let them eat each other. And uh, just like while we do the rest under the smoke screen.
0: Yeah, it seems like very... um you know, I I think about how, like, weapons manufacturing, for instance, uh, and, like, wartime made us, like, made uh, countries get out of the depression and whatever, and Mm -hmm. now there's, like, this whole other economy um, of, like, online journalism Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. is, like, making an entire industry Mm -hmm. of this kind of thing, but it also is actually, like, really limiting people's lives as well, because, you can't really work in journalism or be present in mainstream journalism mm-hmm. here if you don't toe the right lines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there's like a limit. And I think, you know, especially with like the things that we discussed today, there's like there's a lot of this that you don't really see in the mainstream media. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's really important to get alternative media out there um, while these. Mm-hmm elites kind of eat, eat each other to death. Absolutely. So, um, wow. Okay. Well, we have, we are, we've reached time. What a way to wrap up. Uh, where can people find you?
1: Uh, so I'm at Kazbek uh, on Twitter, it's K-A-Z-B-E-K, and uh, also I'm uh, the editor-in-chief of um, a magazine about world culture uh, that's called Supermodu. that's S-U-P-A-M-O-D-U, but you can also find that on my Twitter, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, hopefully I will be able to uh Have uh, platforms and alternative media further uh, to tell people about Russia, which, uh, and I expect the same from people from other countries because we are in desperate need of that. So, thank you so much for giving me a platform for that, too. Of course,
0: of course. Thank you for coming Mm -hmm. on. And uh, thanks to everyone for listening. We will uh, see you next time.
1: The material force of ideology makes me not see what I'm effectively eating. It's not only our reality which enslaves us.